are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you about Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. This is Locked Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez. You can find me at Dane Gonzalez on Twitter. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and on Seahawk Maven at SI.com. I am joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. You can find him at CPAT11 on Twitter. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. So we're actually recording this on Wednesday night. The Mariners just wrapped up a one to nothing win over the Houston Astros in the afternoon. We're going to recap that game and look at Logan Gilbert's positive start. Going to talk about Justice Sheffield's return as well and what to expect from him out of the bullpen. And lastly, we will get you set for Seattle's weekend series against the Diamondbacks down in Arizona. If this is your first time joining us. Welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more Mariners talk. Colby, you are not the only one with reverse jinx powers, man. I had very little faith in Yusei Kikuchi and Logan Gilbert heading into the series, but when you know, they both helped the Mariners shut out the best offense in baseball in back-to-back games. Gilbert wasn't entirely sharp in this one, I would say, but he battled to the tune of five innings pitch. He threw 94 pitches and generated 18 swings and misses, nine on the fastball, seven on the slider, which is very much noteworthy here, and also one on the curve and one on the changeup. What's your take on Gilbert in this one? Yeah, it was interesting to say the least because at no mm-hmm. point would I say that he was sharp. Um, yeah. He had a pretty good fastball today. We saw 97, we saw 98. So uh, he definitely had that pitch working for him. Uh, he also mm-hmm. generated quite a few swings and misses. I think he had 18 in five innings, which is a lot. Uh, but yeah, at, at, at no point did he really feel like he was in control. Uh, of this game so mm-hmm. it's kind of a a weird little uh start for him because it's 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 definitely a step forward in the right direction after just an awful august but it's still not uh, you know it's still not like it, it, i it's don't not feel, super inspiring right right it, i mean like i said it's kind of funny because he had 18 whiffs and in five innings that's that's a lot um mm-hmm. And the, like I said, the fastball, the velocity was back up where it where it was, and, and that obviously helped. Um, even mm-hmm. the the spin rates were um, they were they were better. I mean, it was it was mm-hmm. uh, noticeable on the fastball. But this definitely wasn't a start similar to what he did against the Yankees no, uh, in the last day game that he threw in. No, um, it, it was much more similar to me to the start he had against the uh, against the Rangers where mm-hmm. the final line was pretty good, but you watched it and you were like, eh, not, not great. But uh, like I said, the fastball was good. The slider, uh, he actually got seven whiffs on 12 swings. So even though he only threw the slider 22% of the time today, it was highly effective. He got um, you know 58% uh, whiff rate on that slider today. So 
Um, mm-hmm. Not the best we've seen the slider, but he threatened the strike zone enough with it that the Astros were willing to expand the zone. He earned the chases on that pitch, um, which is what he needs to do. So it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. a step in the right direction. Um, is it a, you know, a, a overwhelming start? Is it something that, you know, should have you running around and, and screaming that Logan Gilbert's back? No, but it was, it was certainly effective. Paul Seawald got a four out save in this one. Uh, did give up a couple of hits to Alex Bregman and Yuli Gurriel, um, but, you know, <laughs> got a couple strikeouts against uh, Jordan Alvarez um, and Carlos Correa. I mean, Carlos Correa was shaking in his boots. I want to ask you, man, you know, I, I, we've been watching Seawald do this for a while now. And uh, when he's on, he is just so, so dominant. He's pretty much been on more than he he, he hasn't been. I, I, it's been pretty rare when he's had a hiccup. But are you getting to the point now where you think he might be the most dominant uh, reliever they've had since Edwin Diaz? I mean, it's a pretty short list of candidates. Um, the sure. 2019 and, and 2020 bullpens were, uh, let's say, not good. Uh yeah, but they had guys like, you know, Austin Adams was really good you yeah, know, when he was yeah, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say Seawald's been a little bit better than Adams. I mean, Seawald's been absolutely ridiculous, and, and he's not even like – he's not walking guys or anything like that either. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you feel pretty good when he comes in. Even the hits he gave up today, not exactly, you know, line shots off the bat that – were troubling and, and, you know, he had to work out of all this, this drama because he was giving up hard contact that that wasn't the case. It mm-hmm. was, you know, a ground ball and, and a, in a soft line drive. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's fair to say that Seawald is, is that good. And honestly, if, you know, it, it's tough to compare anything to that 2018 DS season, but what Seawald has done mm-hmm. this year is it's right there with that uh, type of performance. He's been excellent. Yeah, it's it's been quite the revelation, and I mean, props to Jerry Depoto finding him. And you know, Paul Seawald had a chance to join the Astros and uh, ended up not going there. Who was the other team that he uh, that he was considering? Do you remember off the top I of your do head? Not. I do not. Yeah, he. But. Yeah, it was between uh, it was between three teams. There was the Astros and the Mariners, and of course, he he picked the Mariners. And um, we Good are choice. very very thankful for that. <laughs> Paul Seawald has 78 strikeouts in 47 innings. That does not count. Yeah. See us wild, baby. He, he, oh my, XERA 96th percentile, X Woba 96th percentile, X batting average 95th percentile, X slugging 80th percentile, K percentage 99th percentile, walk percentage 67th percentile, whiff whiff percentage 97th percentile, chase rate Mm. 70th percentile, fastball spin 88th percentile. So, good luck. Yeah, Pre- I mean, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, another pitcher that helped the Mariners shut out the Astros on Wednesday was Justice Sheffield, who made his first appearance since early July. We're going to tell you what to expect from him as a reliever the rest of the way. But first, let's talk about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. 
Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So with the calendar turning to September, rosters have expanded from 26 players to 28. And with that, Justice Sheffield has made his return to the Major League roster after spending the last, uh, let's say, seven weeks on the injured list with a forearm strain. He also had an oblique thing that he was dealing with. And the plan with him for the rest of the season is to work him out of the bullpen. And that's what he did against the Astros on Wednesday. Scoreless inning for Sheffield. Did give up a couple hard hit balls, but he induced a key double play off the bat of Jordan Alvarez to get out of the six. Not a good day for for Jordan Alvarez. He had three strikeouts in this game and a and a ground and grounded into a double play. Uh, Colby, you know what are you expecting and hoping to see from Sheffield the rest of the way? Something that I didn't see today, um, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. It uh, yeah, you know Sheffield got nine swings. He only got one whiff. Uh, mix the slider and the sinker in there in equal pace, eight each. Uh, like you said, hard contact. Uh, the slider was a little bit sharper today. It, it had more movement to it. Um, so, so that was slightly improved. But the velocity right where it was before the injury, which I suppose is good news, but coming out of the bullpen, you would really like to see that jump up a little bit. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. He's still throwing the sinker, which I just think is, is not a pitch that's going to work for him. So. I would like to see more four seamers. I would like to see him sit 94, 95 instead of 91, 92. So um, Mm. he maxed out at 93.1 today. That's, you know, with his, with his current control and command. And that's just, that's not good enough. So uh, I hope we see a different Sheffield than we saw today. I mean, give him credit. He was able to get the double play ball when he needed it. Um, But it was not, uh, it was not a good day uh, for Sheffield out there. Uh, the scoreless inning is nice, but uh, yeah, the the two balls that were not, you know, the, the non-double play ball was the only so- thing that was softly hit that inning. So um, it worked out for the Mariners, which is great. But uh, yeah, Sheffield, I, I want to see more than what I saw today. Otherwise, he's just kind of a, you know, middle innings, hopefully not in a close game type of guy. Yeah, I don't want to see a ton of Justice Sheffield, honestly. Uh, this year he's been bad. The the you know, and the slider has been the the biggest problem for him. You know, that's his best pitch. Um, you know, just looking back to last year, and and that's his his best tool in his repertoire, and that hasn't been there for him this year. And um, you know, if he doesn't have that going, he he's not going to be able to overwhelm guys. He's not going to be able to get through guys, even in a relief setting. You know, I know uh, a lot of folks think that he is probably you know best tailored to be a reliever. I I don't know. I it's just he doesn't have overwhelming stuff if the slider isn't there, and it's just it's not very encouraging. So really, for me, I only want to see Sheffield in you know blowouts or you know uh, mop up duty, etc. I I don't really want to see him in close games like this. This was uh, not a great move by Scott Service. He got lucky to uh, to get out of it unscathed, but to have Justice Sheffield make his uh, return against the heart of the Astros lineup was um, 
let's call it an interesting decision to uh, to say the least. Um, the other guy that got called up uh, with the roster rosters expanding was uh, Kevin Padlow, the infielder that they claimed off waivers from the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, we'll see if he actually plays. Ryan Divish was speculating before the game that he might be coming up as a hedge for Ty France, who got hit by a pitch in the second game against the Astros and got hit by another pitch in uh, the series finale. Um, but France was able to play, of course, in the, in the series finale. So who knows? But, um, you know, if Padlo does play, and, and we've, we have talked about him before on the show, but for those that didn't listen to that, um, you know, what are the Mariners uh, getting in Kevin Padlo? Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's power over over bat. Uh, he is a minor league uh, performer who has, has, you know, performed at high levels of the minors, uh, really with the exception of this year. He's been he's been pretty bad, to be blunt. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely plus uh, plus raw power there, above average in-game power. Uh, he plays a decent third base. He's not a butcher over there. He can manage, uh, and he has played. He does have some experience playing. Uh, other positions as well. He's made his major league debut, um, only 12 at bats, but again, he's 25 years old. There's some definite, there's some definite skills here. And there is the minor league track record that Depoto really likes. Um, and, uh, you know, since coming to Tacoma, he's been pretty good. Um, uh, 261, 452, 391. So he's getting on base quite a bit. Uh, but mm. it's only been seven games. So, uh, it's, it, it's a, it's a guy who crushed lefties in the minors, um, mm. and held his own against righties. There's just, it's not, it's not an impact move here, but it's somebody who could be useful in a pension. And if he's not getting sent down here tomorrow, uh, there's a chance he's in the lineup the next couple of days because Seattle will be facing at least two lefties, uh, against the, uh, Arizona this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're going to be talking about that series in a second, but you know I, I, they're probably going to rotate some guys in and out with the uh, with the twenty eight man. Who are some other guys you think we might see over the next month uh, with the extra two roster spots? Um, well, really, just the one with Sheffield. Uh, sure, but uh, we we did get news earlier today that it sounds like both Mashevitz and Castillo are going to join the bullpen on on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two guys will be back, which will necessitate Seattle making a move. They, they could send, send down Padlow and, and Mills. That's probably the most likely scenario. But again, I, I do you want a 16 man pitching staff? Uh, that seems a bit overkill to me, but, yeah. um, we'll see what they decide to do there. So, um, in terms of minor leaguers that could get called up, there really isn't much that is on the 40 man roster that makes sense, quite honestly, mm-hmm. to to call up. I mean, you know, Jose Godoy, he, he showed some things, but you're already carrying three catchers. Uh, Taylor Trammell, you know, we talked about him yesterday. He's, he's struggling. He, he's not, you know, he, he's not in a position where he's ready for another shot. Um, and the rest of the Mariners 40 man roster is, is pretty much pitching. So you're mm-hmm. just not, um, there's just not a lot of options for you. Marcus Wilson might be interesting, but it just, Again, there's big swing and miss issues there. He's an athlete, so you know that's something off the bench. But there really isn't much uh, much Seattle can do um, in terms of call ups to help their offense. Yeah, there's just it's, it's pretty pretty barren 
Um, one conversation we had on our Patreon show on Wednesday was, does this get to a certain point when uh, when you start to think about calling up Julio Rodriguez? We might talk about that on um, on Monday's show or, or one of the shows next week. Uh, but, you know, the Mariners are getting an off day tomorrow and then head down to the Arizona desert to face the Diamondbacks this weekend. Uh, we're going to get you covered on all you need to know heading into that. But first, a word from Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the Thursday, September. Ninth season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership for example a honda odyssey fuel pump is 353 dollars from a chain store whereas with rock auto it's only 216 dollars plus rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on and their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Starting on Friday, the Mariners will face the Diamondbacks in Arizona for a three-game set. The Diamondbacks, of course, hold the second-worst record in all of baseball right now, and you'd hope the Mariners will be able to get a much-needed sweep or at least two out of three in this one, but don't underestimate the Diamondbacks. You know, It's pretty much the same thing like with the uh, Royals series. This is a team that's playing a lot better than its record right now. They've gotten healthier with guys like Tel Marte and Zach Gallen, Josh Rojas, Paven Smith, uh, D- uh, David Peralta. They're all having decent years at the plate. Last month, they went 3-3 three and three against the Padres. They swept the Phillies and also got a win against the Giants. They, uh, they also just beat the Padres again on Wednesday. So, you know, they're certainly capable of hanging with good teams. Uh, and the, the Mariners haven't officially announced their starters yet, but the pitching matchups are expected to be Tyler Anderson versus Ma- uh, Madison Bumgarner, Marco Gonzalez versus Tyler Gilbert, Chris Flexen versus Zach Gallen. So basically, it's your three best starters against their three best starters. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, it's it's going to be a battle. You know, the the Mariners are not blowing anybody out and you know the talent gap isn't as large as one would think with a team that's 10 games over 500 versus a team that's 
you know, 40 games under 500. So it's not, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be moments that are going to be frustrating and, and, you know, it's entirely possible. And I would say probable that Seattle is going to lose at least one of these games. Um, the offense again, very little to inspire us the last few days. Um, you know, Toro providing the entire offense basically for the whole series. So there's really, you know, a lot that can happen here. And it's not something that, that, you know, Mariner fans should be going into thinking, okay, after we win these three games, can we take two or three from Houston again? Uh, that's just, that's not going to work. So, uh, it's, you're going to have to battle your, thankfully they have the off day bullpen should be well rested. Um, you should get, you know, more enforcements out of that bullpen hopefully with a healthy Castillo and a, hopefully a health, healthy uh, Mishevitz. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle. And, you know, if they take two or three down there, that's, that's probably about as good as you can hope for. And, and, you know, hopefully they win the first two and then, then we can start talking about, Hey, what did they pull the sweep here? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll have to see, uh, you know, it really comes down to the pitching for the Mariners and, and holding off what is a, you know, pretty Bad lineup aside from the few guys that I mentioned. Of course, Cattell Marte's come back and he's been really good. Uh, former Mariner and you know Josh Rojas has been pretty underrated. Um, you know and and the you know the offense. Hopefully they're able to scrape by some runs against you know Madison Bumgarner and, and Tyler Gilbert. Tyler Gilbert's been really good this year, by the way. I don't know if you've uh, you checked out what what he's done this year, but he's been pretty pretty solid. He obviously threw that no hitter in his uh, debut, and then of course Zach Gallen is just. You know, one of the more uh, underrated young pitchers in today's game. Um, you know, if you had to, you know, look at this lineup and, and maybe pick someone to maybe get it going here for the Mariners in the series, who who do you think that might be? <laughs> Based on what we saw this series, uh, <laughs> Ty Fox. I mean, yeah, like the guy who's already safe getting bet, it going. Always. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, Hanniger had another rough day. Um, you know, how about how about a Mitch Hanniger revenge series against Arizona, his former team, the team that traded? How about Mitch Hanniger gets revenge on the 2021 version of Mitch Hanniger by looking like <laughs> the 2018 version of Mitch Hanniger for three days? That would be nice. So, yeah, it's it's not, it's just, you know, it, the offense again, very little to uh, feel inspired about JP Crawford uh, collected quite a few hits this, this series. So that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if, if Hanniger and, and Seager behind him aren't going to do anything and they're leaving it up to Ty France with two outs. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I guess if I have to pick somebody, I'm going to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Luis Terenz uh, actually. Okay. I, That's I think, who I was going to pick. <laughs> yeah. I think Terenz and Murphy are going to have good series. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, Murphy as well. Um, Murphy didn't Double have a. Uh, yeah, Murphy didn't have a particularly good series against the Astros, but um, I feel like this might be one of those series where he kind of puts it together, maybe gets a couple home runs or something. Three righties um, on the mound. So yeah, true, true. Of course, of course. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe Kyle Seager gets one of those lefty on lefty homers. Who knows? He's pretty good at doing that. Um, but overall, you know, it's just uh, for me, you got to get two out of three in this one. Uh, you got to find some way to, to at least get two of these games. If you drop two or you somehow get swept, oh, please don't get swept. Um, 
<laughs> it won't, it won't be a problem. They'll just go back out and uh, and sweep the uh, the Astros because that's of the way course. the Mariners work. <laughs> yeah, that's that is <laughs> that is certainly how they roll. You know, they drop three or four to the Royals and then come back and shut out the best offense in baseball in <laughs> two games in a row they, because you know twenty twenty one Mariners man chaos uh, ball. They went they went three and four this last week in the exact opposite way we expected them to go three and four. So, <laughs> so that's, you know, the end result is good, but, and they didn't lose any ground, believe it or not, even at going three and four. So it, uh, I don't know this team, man, it, you, you can't figure them out. You can't, you know, stop with your calculations, stop with the, you know, the schedule watching and the, and the, and the pitching matchup, yeah. uh, you know, discussions, they, they do not matter because this team has proven over, a hundred and what is it? A hundred and thirty-four games now. That what you expect to happen is meaningless. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it feels almost like the you know they're better against uh, good teams than they are against bad teams. It's it's really really strange. This this team is very perplexing. But uh, you know, hopefully they they are able to get take care of business against Arizona. They could really use. Uh, you know, some wins here over the next few days because you know, right now Boston's dealing with a COVID situation and they're playing the Rays. They got the White Sox coming up. They got some tough games coming up. The A's are still, you know, kind of just in between. They, you know, they they should be pretty good, but they've been losing some games here and there. You know, who knows? But uh, you know, ho- by the time you're listening to this, we'll we'll know if the Red Sox lost to the Rays or not. I, last time I checked, they were up one nothing on the Rays, but that is a team that is depleted right now so hopefully the rays are able to take care of business the rays are up two to one on a oppo taco home run by wander franco nice nice so uh you know hopefully uh by the time you're listening to this the mariners are only two and a half out of a wild card spot and um you know who knows things could get pretty fun they still got to play the red Sox three more times they they got a couple more series against the a's right uh they have like seven yeah seven games against the a's so uh you know, ten games against the two teams that you're you're behind. So if you can take care of business down in Arizona, you are uh, looking uh, not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, quick programming note, though, uh, Colby and I will be out of town on Friday, so there will be no new episode tomorrow. That's why we previewed the Diamondback series today. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us here for another week of Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidey Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next Monday. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.